What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Video Land. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, I recently watched Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse with my good buddy, Videolander Ryan Smith, and when I walked out of the theater, I didn't know what the fuck I just experienced, but I loved every crazy minute of it. If you haven't heard about the lighthouse, it's about two lighthouse keepers. They're supposed to keep up on lighthouse duties for four weeks. After four weeks, they miss their ride off the island. Things get intense. They drink a lot of alcohol. One of them fucks a mermaid. You actually get to see detailed mermaid vagina. That was pretty cool. Uh, there's some farting, actually a lot of farting, a few masturbation scenes, and uh, basically the two men drive each other insane, and then madness ensues. All right, that's Lighthouse in a nutshell, and guys, it's fucking great. The best comparison I've seen is someone calling it The Shining Meets Moby Dick. I think that's pretty spot on. This was my most anticipated movie of the year, and sometimes your most anticipated come out on top, and then sometimes they just fall flat. This movie lived up to my highest expectations. Um, I think The Lighthouse is a fucking masterpiece. And when you think about it, this is only Robert Eggers' second movie. This guy has a bright future in front of him, no pun intended. Uh, his first movie was The Witch. And I remember saying, you know, after I walked out of the theater, after I watched that movie, that I liked The Witch. You know, I didn't love it, but I couldn't wait to see what he came up with next. You know, I knew, I knew instantly that this guy would become somebody. He had such a master's touch with the witch. You could tell he was he was destined to become an auteur, all right? The way he controlled dialogue, setting, atmosphere, you know, you wouldn't think the witch was his first time directing a feature-length film. You know, since then I have a greater respect for the witch. I actually watched it a few nights ago and was completely sucked in to that world. It was it was better than what I remembered. But I couldn't wait to see what his sophomore project would be. You know, he flirted with a few ideas. Uh, one of those being a Nosferatu remake. And holy shit, man, can you imagine Robert Eggers shooting Nosferatu? I hope he revisits that idea later in his career. Hell, I would love to see him do a Moby Dick movie. I don't know if that was ever a thing. I don't know if that's in the cards, but man, that would be awesome. Whatever he does next will be my most anticipated for that year, which I heard is a Viking movie. I think that's his next project. I think he's actually casting that right now. So fuck yeah, sign me up. But anyway, he eventually shelved Nosferatu, he shelved a few other projects, and he decided on this late 19th century drama, black comedy, horror, psychological horror. I don't know what to call it, but it's a perfect blend of genres. It's meticulously crafted. The visuals, the cinematography is gorgeous. It's shot in black and white on 35mm with an aspect ratio of 119.1. I mean, there are shots in this movie that are just haunting and breathtaking. I feel like I'm watching old school classic cinema, and I've only had a few times in my life that I felt like that, like Tree of Life, felt like Stanley Kubrick to me. I, I think it's this uh, generation's 2001. Uh, the Joker felt like uh, an old 70s Martin Scorsese movie. But that's such a rare thing when you're watching something that feels and looks like it's from the past. Again, this movie has a master's touch. The pacing is perfect. And for a movie about two guys experiencing weird shit in a lighthouse, and for being 
a very talky movie. I was never bored. I was glued from beginning to end. The score by Mark Corvin is brilliant. He also scored The Witch. But his score here is so, again, haunting, chilling. It's just an eerie score that really outlines the movie. There's also the sound of the lighthouse's foghorn constantly blaring in the background that creates tension and adds to the atmosphere. The music and the sounds, the sounds of the storm, it really adds to the experience, adds to the total package. And I saved the best for last, but Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are so fucking brilliant in this movie. This is a two-man show, and they set the screen on fire. I mean, holy fuck, man. I am in awe, all right? I mean, powerhouse performances. After I left the theater, I told Ryan Smith that I thought Robert Pattinson was channeling Daniel Day-Lewis. Yesterday, I was reading some film essays, and I found a quote, actually, from Robbie Collin from the Daily Telegraph saying... Pretty much the same thing, comparing Robert Pattinson to Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. I'm glad someone else saw the same thing I did. He's so good in this movie. And at first, I thought Pattinson was just going to give us a subdued, quiet type of character. Maybe take a backseat to Willem Dafoe, but man, just wait for it. When he lets loose, let's just say his slow descent into madness is a thing of beauty. And I knew Robert Pattinson was a good actor. He's been doing independent stuff for years. But I didn't think he had this kind of performance in him. He's so good in this. He's great. I can't wait to see what he does with the Batman rule now. After this, everyone is going to want to work with Robert Pattinson. If he doesn't get an Oscar nod, I will be surprised. And Willem Dafoe, uh, again, I'm so impressed. I knew he was a great actor too. He's had some great roles in the past. But this, guys, this is next level shit. He delivers every line perfectly. He's commanding. There's something in his performance that I've never seen from him. He's in total control of his character. He's he's a force in this movie, guys. And it's a very physical role. He's 64 years old. Robert Pattinson's character walks him like a dog, buries him alive in this movie. Willem Dafoe goes all in. Willem Dafoe goes hard. I think he deserves an Oscar nod, too. Both actors drive this movie and give career best performances. I'm not for sure which one's supporting because they both have equal screen time. Probably Robert Pattinson, but they both deserve the gold. Tour de force, next level acting, tour de force, next level shit, guys. And I mean, I love Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, but he has some competition in 2020. And if Eggers ever makes Moby Dick, Willem Dafoe needs to play Captain Ahab. Just gonna throw that out there in the universe. That needs to happen. Okay, now I will say, if you like everything spelled out for you, paint by the numbers, you probably won't like this movie. If you want answers, you're going to have to work for them. When Lighthouse was over, I was sitting in my seat looking at Ryan Smith with this, what the fuck did we just watch look on my face? But here's the thing, I want all the answers. There's movies I honestly don't care to figure out. Darren Aronofsky's Mother is a great example. There's things I really like about Mother. You know, I like it more than most people, but I don't care to figure every little thing out. You know, I can take it or leave it. But Lighthouse, I want to figure it out. I at least want to know what the movie means to me, for myself. As of this review, I think both guys are fucking crazy. It's about two crazy people that have to work with each other. I think Willem Dafoe's character, he's probably been crazy for years. And Robert uh, Pattinson's character, he's running from his past. He has a checkered past. He's trying to keep his shit together, and then by being stuck with Willem Dafoe's character, he slowly breaks down and spirals into madness. I think that's where I'm at right now. I could be swayed, 
I was reading a quote from the director, Robert Eggers, and he said, Robert Pattinson read the story and he told me, I don't want to make a movie about a magical lighthouse. I want to make a movie about a fucking crazy person. You know, they ended up making the movie. So I think both characters are fucking crazy. You know, there's going to be different interpretations. You know, maybe they're both nuts. Maybe it's a deconstruction of Greek mythology. Yeah, maybe the two characters are the same person in this endless cycle of shit. Maybe the lighthouse is a magical alien haunted structure thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a phallic symbol and a power struggle between two dudes. Maybe it's anything and everything I just said. I love thinking about this movie. I love talking about this movie. I think it's filmmaking at its finest, guys. The Lighthouse is nothing short of a masterpiece. I can't wait to watch it a third time. I've already watched it twice. Uh, this will become what I call a life movie. I'll be studying and analyzing this movie forever. If you can, go to the theater and see it. It's not something you want to you wanna miss on the big screen. You don't want to see this on TV for the first time. You want to see this 119.1, 35mm, black and white movie on the big screen. I'm giving it 5 out of 5 stars. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I've looked into the light, guys. And you know what I saw? I saw Pantheon. Anyway, guys, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? What do you think of The Lighthouse? You know, What do you think The Lighthouse is trying to say? Did you like it? Is it just a pretentious art house movie, an instant classic? What's your thoughts? Let me know. Anyway, guys, thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. If you're looking for a long-form podcast with some guys just shooting the shit about movies, then look for our weekly episodes on the website. You've been listening to Criticism at its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.